the key launch title for the Mega CD. Welcome to This Game Where. This is Chris, and Ashley's name is... What? <laughs> What's your name, Ashley? It's Ashley. Oh, okay. Oh, God. You made me sad in about five different ways. I knew it would throw you. I knew it would throw Which you. Which bit? Which bit? All of it. Yeah. What's the key one launch CD? What? The key launch title for the Mega CD. That's what this this episode this is. This game where? You're an idiot. Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean the uh, game that we're doing is the key launch title. There. But the podcast's not. All right, okay. Was it is it Sonic Chaotix? Well metaphorically. Or is it Sonic C D? Metaphorically we're the key launch title for the Mega C D. Like just like I don't think we are. Just like metaphorically, whoops! Just like metaphorically, at the start of um, Bart vs. the Space Mutants, we were the only podcast with the Nintendo seal of quality. Yeah, mm. I don't like any of it. It's just it's a bit not. Of fun. It's obviously not Chaotix. Chaotix was the thirty-two X. This is Sonic CD. Oh, listen to this man. Um, before we crack on, then we've got a bit of a confession, haven't we? Just in case people care, which no one does. You have. This is 180. Our numbers man's forgotten how to count. Numbers man, like an accountant, like Russell Crowe. Well, you've got them all in the front of your book, haven't you? You're supposed to be keeping tabs on all of our episodes so that you yeah, can... Yeah, I am. And they've messed it up. Messed up good and proper. Yeah, properly messed it up. Yeah. So 180 has happened to... to fall during Marin Sonic month, so 180 should be a game we've not played before, but uh, Marin Sonic supersede that, so uh, we're doing a game that I have played before. How about that? So many rules. You're loving it. All, all the rules, getting them all in place, and then they all fall down because you don't know how to uh, ad, uh, administrate them, do you? There's also, there's also a substrata going through the, all the Marion Sonnet months that I've been seeding over the past few years. What's do that? Know, do you want to know what it is? Yeah. So each time I do a Sonic game, I'm doing them chronologically. You've been manipulating me. No, it's not manipulating. So Isn't it? It's not me. How is that manipulative? I don't. I don't know what you're doing. You're doing them all in chronological order. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did know. I did notice that. It's pretty oh obvious God. and yeah. very Chris. <laughs> yeah. So we did Sonic Two last year, or maybe the year before. I can't quite remember. And so this year we're doing actually a game that isn't even chronologically in uh, after Sonic Two. So it doesn't even make sense. Again, another rule I've just broken. Oh, this is madness. This is absolute madness. It's. Because you make up these rules that gives you a little thrill and then you don't know what the <laughs> rules really mean. It gives me a thrill. I know, what a shambles. Right, t- today we're Guess doing... what's not going to happen next year, just so you, know, so you know. What? Mario and fucking Sonic month. That's what. We're doing it. We're doing it anyway. We're not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If I have to do all of the Mario games this year in order to avoid doing Mario <laughs> and Sonic month next yeah. Then that's what we'll do. You're just going to do them all just to get them out, out of the way. Yeah. You horrible little beast. Absolutely will. <laughs> right. Wow. That's not, what a treat. So this week... We're what are we doing this week? Oh, doing, hang on. It's Sonic CD. We're doing this game where you travel through time. You encounter a robotic Sonic for the first time, and it's the only Sonic game that appeared on its release console. <sighs> just an, a noise I... of disgust. This is a good I don't one. like Sonic CD. It's another prom- one that I've bought. It's another it's- one that I've bought on a like I think on the Xbox 360 thinking, "Oh, well everyone says how brilliant Sonic CD is, so I'll I'll give that a go." And I bought it, watched the intro video, played some of the game and went, "Oh, it's just Sonic, isn't it?" 
They have lied again, haven't they? They just pretended that it's good. No, it's just it's, Sonic. It's a good one. It's a really it's good one. It's not good. It's shite. The right. same as all the other Sonics. Well, it's Sonic Adventure. Sonic. It's good, it's good you're going into it with a positive frame of mind, eh? Oh, because I... Uh, how? How? Tell me how. It's like <laughs> it's like saying, oh, um, you remember the time when you were uh, like at school and someone dipped your head in the toilet uh well we're we're gonna do that again for nostalgic purposes <laughs> today that doesn't happen outside of comics it happens mm, i don't think it happens in the uk so much does it right but the point still stands you're about to dip my head in the toilet and telling me to be happy about it i'm gonna give you ptsd basically <sighs> i i played this game the only time that i played this game i think i was at like well, it was obviously post... It, it, it was Xbox 360 era, so it was either while I was working with you or just before when I was at uni. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly when it released on, on the Xbox. 2011, I think. Looking at uh, my notes. Uh, either way... Yeah, 2011. I'm, I, was, I was probably safe from being traumatised by it. Like, I was probably past that point. Well... Let's see how it turns out in the wash today. It, it is Sonic CD, as people are We know, know how it, it's going to turn out in the wash, yeah. don't we? No, no, no. This is a good one. I've got really high hopes for this. There's only one, one you, thing you can say that those hopes. You say that about all the Sonics. You yeah. say it about all the Sonics. And Sonic, Sonic 2 held up. Sonic 2 held up. You bought Sonic this year. You bought the new Sonic game this year going, oh, oh, I'm so excited about the new Sonic. And it was so bad. It was so bad that you sent it back. Yeah. You returned it as a faulty product because of its pro- its poor quality. Yeah. Yeah, but but this but that that is not this game. This is a different game. This is a good one. This they're all the same game. Sonic CD is a 2D platformer that was developed and published by Sega and it was released late 1993 on the Mega CD, also called the Sega CD in North America, but I will be calling it the Mega CD because that's what my brain is programmed to call it. Uh, it also was, a better name. Potentially, yeah. It was also the best-selling title on the Mega CD, sold 1.5 million copies. The Mega CD itself sold 2.2 million copies. That means that roughly three-quarters of Mega CD, Sega CD owners have this game, which is pretty cool. I know that there were obviously more of this than there were that Amstrad console that we... Uh, we played a long while ago but how how many games were actually on the mega cd 200 right i went okay, i went down how? i went down a deep mega cd rabbit hole because i realized this is going to be realistically this is going to be the only game we probably play on the mega cd and just to to clarify going into it i did not have this game on the mega cd i had this game on the pc because it was ported for the PC in 1996, and there was some sort of deal that Sega did with Intel to release this game, but none of the other Sonics. I, th- I think Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3 came out as well, because a friend had that but so- on the PC, but Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 didn't come out on, on the PC. So I was able to play this on-, on PC in 1999 was when I got it, uh, because I didn't have a Mega CD, because I wasn't one of the 2.2 million people. The interesting story with well, maybe interesting for me. The interesting story with Sonic CD on the PC was that I was, and 
this is a this is like a little Peter K story. You know, drawing back in the day when you had a had a game on the PC and you used to put the disc in, I used to just open the files and folders and have a look around them. Do you remember doing that? Are you asking me? You're actually asking me. Are you doing Peter K? I'm doing the member berries routine. Member doing that. Member doing that. Member. I member. Yeah, you member. And that that's what I did was I poked around the files and folders and I found this this um folder that was full of images of sonic like artwork like really nice artwork none of which ever appears in the actual game itself so i've no idea mm. why it was on the the cd itself i used to just sit and look at these pictures of sonic and like oh that, that's cool that's and cool masturbate one. i didn't know come on keep it clean and they also had the the movie <laughs> files they also had the movie files you've mentioned the intro sequence yeah. already the animated intro was done by toei animation who created dragon ball z as well i remember the intro being really really nice and i just used to sit and watch that over and over again <laughs> what, what time yeah. to be alive well i know um yeah the, I, i've seen i've seen that because i i as i say have the game annoyingly it's nice like it, it's a nice piece of animation but it's attached to a sonic game and that's a bit of a rub that's the rub exactly so, mm. so so my mega cd rabbit hole i went down i don't know anyone that had a mega cd do you or did you no no, no. well exactly. i say that do you remember way 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 back uh in episode two i think green dog mm-hmm. uh jason prentice was his name oh yes the person Scottish who owned that with a Scottish dad, and I think they might have had a Mega CD, but I don't think I ever, I ever played it. Um, and I think I moved shortly after they got it, so never saw them again. So once seen, but never forgotten. Yeah, um, the Mega CD is a better name. Just to go back to that. I, I think so as well. Like, it also sort of speaks to the nonsense of calling the console the Genesis, because then they weren't able to. Because it was it it wasn't called. Well, I suppose it wasn't called the Mega Thirty Two X either, was it? No, I was, just, it I was just thinking, like the the naming conventions for the Mega Drive and the Mega CD and so on made more sense or were more marketable than I think Genesis was. Yeah, and and I guess Sega CD be, having called that being called that in america sorry it then it then reinforces obviously the, the brand name but you couldn't call it mega cd in america because like you said it's called genesis it then doesn't quite fit whereas mega yeah. CD, mega drive that does go together really well yeah yeah and then point. what's the sega cd is it for the mass system or is it for the mega drive or what the, like, the mega cd the sega cd when oh, you sega call it the CD. sega cd sorry you, yeah, you know it's like a wii u wii problem mm-hmm. isn't it mm. Uh-huh. And then, and then you've already mentioned the thirty two X as well. I mean, this is whole like in the in the early to mid nineties. This is when Sega were arguably realizing they were losing the the console battles, and they started releasing these pieces of hardware that were trying to put a, a plaster on what was rapidly becoming quite an infected wound. And the thirty yeah. two X, if anyone's not aware, of thirty two X was a again something I don't know anyone that had the thirty two X, no matter how much no. Sega pushed it. It was a, a thing that slotted into the top of the Mega Drive, into the cartridge slot that then had a cartridge slot in itself so you could then play Mega 32X games that kind of ran through the Mega Drive itself, which was 16-bit, so it then doubled the processing power. And then the Mega CD, you could get a unit that then basically had the Mega CD and, and Mega Drive slotted alongside each other on Wikipedia. Mm. 
I found there's an image of a someone's put together the Mega CD, the Mega Drive, and the 32X all in one kind of unit, and it looks, firstly, utterly ridiculous. Secondly, you had to have for each of those three consoles, I guess you'd call them all, each one had to have a separate power supply. So to power... To oh, really? Play, yeah. So... God knows how much power you'd be using just to play that. It's 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 crackers. Whereas Nintendo just released a whole new console. And what then happened is that Sega, by 1996, so not that long after the Mega CD initially released, they discontinued the Mega CD and focused on the Saturn, and things started going a bit downhill from there. Again, I don't know anyone that had a Saturn Mm-mm. either. Things whereas, started whereas, going a bit downhill from, from uh, uh, before this. <laughs> that was the this, whole point. Yeah, precisely. So um, it's it's the Tower of Power, isn't it? Tower um, of Power is what yes. they refer for, refer it refer to it as. Um, but I, I think I, as you say, our version of the Mega CD was like a side a side thing rather than being put into the console slot. It was it was to one side. It's, yeah. Whereas the Sega CD, the Sega CD was uh, from like beneath, which added to the Tower of Power. Oh, right, okay, if I maybe muddled that up slightly. How do you mean? Well, I, th- I thought they were whole... I th- Go on. Are, are they are this, 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 they're separate things? There's nothing that kind of joins the Mega CD and Mega Drive together. You don't need to have them joined together. I think it's just that physically they, they, could, they could stack up on top of each other or something. No, I think they did. I think that you had... Hmm, okay. Um, you, know, like, mm, you know, like the Double D, the 64 Double D? Yeah. I think it had connectors in the bottom of the. So I, I'm not certain, as I say. The I I I had a brush uh, with one, and that's as far as my uh, experience of Mega CD has has gone. But I thought that they like docked with one another, and certainly the Genesis and the Sega CD, they they tower up, they they go on top of each other, and I thought they had connectors like um, contacts underneath the console that then docked with the Sega CD. Which explains the Tower of Power. And yeah, you've just sent me an image of, of some of those. So yeah, that, that kind of all makes sense, doesn't it, really? Again, this idea mm. of them clawing it, kind of trying to... Okay, we've, we've got a big fan base with the Mega Drive. Let's capitalise on that by... Rather than people having to buy another console, they're, they're sort of up-levelling what they've already got. However, I think the price point of the Mega CD was actually quite high. And I was reading a story about how towards the end of their li- of the Mega CD's life, they're releasing bundles where you get the Mega CD and five games with it because they were just trying their absolute best to try wow. and shift it as much as possible. So, yeah, yeah I've just found what I would recognise as the Mega CD um, being the, like, the side, uh, the yes. side docker yeah. version. Um, so the Americans got like a, the Tower of Power style, right. and we got like different this versions. weird side docker. Well, uh, um, sort of with that, the, you talked about the different versions there. I also found it quite interesting the Mega CD had this really weird staggered release calendar. So it released in December 1991 in Japan, and then came out in October 92 in North America. So nearly a year later, and then it was April 1993 in Europe. So over the course of, what's that, about 18 months in different territories, which again, I find it absolutely absurd that they did that. Yeah, what about the, um, what about in Brazil? Brazil. Uh, Brazil, I think, was the month after, because I, I did, or maybe that's the game itself, but I, I did notice some of these timelines, I did notice Brazil got a separate entry. I did I did have a, a wry smile because of our knowledge of Brazil and their relationship with Sega. Hmm, yeah. 
So you, you asked about games. Uh, 200 games released for the Mega CD, uh, the most infamous of which is Night Trap. And my yeah. story about Night Trap, well, my knowledge of Night Trap is that it's this kind of like FMV type or like... Not, is that right? It's like sort of game where yep. it's almost like an in- interactive novel. I've never played it. I just remember the buzz around it because of how it was. It was one of those first games of uh, you know ban this sick filth. It was it was brainwashing kids. Interestingly, Night Trap was the game that then led led to the Entertainment Software Rating Board being founded specifically because of the um, yeah play- playground horrors that were being espoused because of the game and parents getting worried about the impact on their children. Yeah. I... <sighs> Yeah, from what I understand, scapegoating. Night Trap, to a degree, but also Night Trap was quite. I mean, it was tasteless um, in what it was. Uh, it it was tasteless to a degree, like it was B movie horror mm-hmm. type uh, fare, uh, but also the, like it was knowingly that, and um, it is fairly tame, but by modern standards as far as i understand but was it in the early 90s was it just that up until that point games had been you know mario sonic and they'd been all fairly harmless to a certain extent and this was the first game that was actually aimed at adults oh, that's what you had that Not really mario, like if like you that. think if you think uh, when you watch screen wipe one of the things that i remember from is it game swipe the the uh yeah the games version that that one episode talked about like uh, the dirty games that you can get for oh, for the yeah, tape deck right. type and the Commodores and the Spectrums, like you could you could get sex games for as long as probably games have existed. They they made that thing on that uh, oscilloscope, and then probably the next thing they did with the oscilloscope was draw some boobs. It's it's you, you give people technology, and one of the first things that they do is figure out how they can have sex with it. I think that's one of the things that. Um, that gets said, isn't it, about technological advance? Toaster. It's it's the same with the yeah exactly. It's the same uh, story of video and B, uh, VHS and Betamax, wasn't it? Mm. VHS. It was the inferior product, but it became dominant because of porn. Great. I didn't know that story. Didn't you? Okay. No. Well, it was cheaper. It was cheaper to um, to produce and pornographers preferred it for that reason they were able to make videos easier and um and distribute videos easier uh, and cheaper and so that's that's how vhs gained a uh the stronger footing over betamax betamax was the superior technology cool (laughs) right sorry no no that's a good story i've that that's it for mega cd that's uh anything else you want to say about mega cd no, because as I say, didn't nope. ever see one. So that's it. See you, make a CD. We'll probably never talk about you again. The game itself then had the first appearance of Metal Sonic, who I always refer to as Metallics, M-E-T-A-L-L-I-X, because Sonic the Comic, uh, when they were running stories alongside this game, that's what they called him in that, and I persisted in calling him that, incorrectly according to the game itself. And Metallics, Metal Sonic, is the robot form of Sonic, and famously there's a level set in Stardust Speedway where you're racing against him. So rather than being a, a classic Sonic level, it's it's focused purely on the racing. It has to be, you, you have to be the first person to get to the end where Amy is waiting in order to win the race. First appearance of Amy as well, who very much fulfills the Damson Distress role and has luckily developed a bit more as a character since. I Again, looking to Amy... 
I found a really interesting YouTube video by Anita Sarkeesian called the yep. Musmail Musmail Character Trope, which is where games with male protagonists add female characters that are Miss the Batman. same. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That are the same as the male character, but with really stereotypical female features. Obviously, the, mm. the trope named Artemis Pac-Man, but the the video essay talked about uh, characters like Wendy Cooper, uh, Dixie Kong, and it also there's a whole thing about this called the Smurfette principle, which is where mm. you, in the Smurf village you've got Vanity Smurf and Papa Smurf, and that's their their identity. Smurfette is is Smurfette. She is the female Smurf who, and and that's her identity. So Correct. that was quite quite an interesting little diversion i found myself going down as well mm-hmm. the development history of the game so sonic one released in late 1991 and the lead programmer yuji naka who we won't talk about any further went to america to work on sonic 2 at the sega technical institute and sega knew that their mega cd was coming out as it, as it came out in 1991 in japan so they wanted a sonic game to showcase the mega cd so they cobbled together an elite team of developers in an a-team style developers who'd worked on shinobi golden axe and streets of rage plus the the person who designed sonic in the first place gave them all the sonic one source code and basically said there you go crack on with that initially the plan was to do an enhanced port of sonic one which would that have showcased the Sega CD, Mega CD? I'm not sure. But the project then morphed quite a lot and became Sonic CD. Does this like? It, I think one of the things that it's um, one of the one of the things that this game kind of got sold on was its music, its audio, and that one of the reasons that for that was because of the that was the strength of the CD format. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that. Aside from having high fidelity audio, does this game show what? Or maybe I'll ask it as a as a different question. How does this game show its um, show its hardware off it at its best, as opposed and especially in comparison to what had come before? Show its chops. So interesting mm. story there about the music as well is I remember the music being really, really good. There's lots of songs, or a couple of songs anyway with lyrics. There was a bit of a backlash about the music and there's lots of contention about this online because when the game released in America, Sega America changed the music because they didn't like the songs that had lyrics and they changed it to be more generic Sonic type music and mm. there was a lot of furore about that. So there you go. Um, your question about what they've done to make it look like a Mega CD game... It is, to all intents and purposes, it is a Sonic game. There are things that they've done that are interesting within the game itself, but it is a Sonic game. The only thing I can think of that makes it, you can see the the firepower of the Mega CD, are the special stages, which are where you're controlling Sonic, who's running around a pseudo 3D environment, where you're chasing down, it's like a racing game almost, where you've got these UFOs the, that are flying mm. in the sky, and you have to follow them and, and jump and hit them. This was then reprised in Sonic Mania, it became one of the best Mania, stages in yeah. that, so that may be where some people have seen that. Beyond that, not a lot really. No, exactly. I think where this will boil down to, and, and this might be a bit of a spoiler for where we'll probably end up at the end of the episode, but... This probably boils down to if you like Sonic before Sonic CD, you'll probably like Sonic CD, and if you like if you don't like Sonic before Sonic CD, you're probably not going to enjoy Sonic CD. Potentially, um, well, because it they it does get talked about, and this is something that I really don't like, and I kind of uh, have have nodded it towards it before. Sonic fans and the people that uh, 
cheerlead for Sonic, certainly in the past, but even maybe a, a degree now to the extent that people do actually cheerlead for Sonic these days. But um, yeah, they, they tend to treat it, they tend to treat certain games like they are completely different from what has come before and they there, there's a there's an yeah there's an intent i think whether it's on purpose or, or subconscious but an intent to mislead uh in terms of what certain games deliver and sonic cd is a real uh candidate for that there there's it it was it was developed alongside sonic and knuckles and sonic 3 is that right it was developed at the same time in as Sonic tandem. 2, but in in terms of the Sonic technology, 2. Yeah, well, it, it was developed alongside Sonic, Sonic 2, but then in terms of release, I was really surprised to, to discover it actually released in late 1993, and then Sonic 3 came along only six months later in April 1994, so mm. there was really not long between those two games. Mm. I, I, one thing that crossed my mind while looking into my notes for this is that it's almost like a cult Sonic game, which I think is probably down to the fact that this released on hardware that is quite niche hardware. It is, mm. a, it is from what I remember, a strong Sonic game. So therefore, a strong Sonic game on niche hardware means it then creates a bit of a reputation, a bit of a buzz around it. And because of it, therefore, being a bit of a, a difficult fruit to pick, maybe means that sort of heightens that buzz possibly. Yeah, but people Although talk about it as though that, it's not a Sonic game. Like, well, not right. that it's not a Sonic game. That it's that it's like it's delivering something that other it's Sonic games at the time just didn't do. They that it it broke all the boundaries that had previously existed, and that it was it was new and exciting and different. And what you actually end up getting when you sit down in front of it, that's that was the sell. That was what sold me on buying it and trying it. Um, when when I did that. Um, what you actually get when you sit down in front of it is another, is another Sonic game, and I I can't think of anything really that differentiates it. The, the music may well sound stunning. It's not something that made an impression on me um, enough to remember it anyway, uh, and it's certainly not something enough to differentiate it from what was around it. Sonic Sonic Two, Sonic th- uh, Knuckles, Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic Three. Uh, all releasing in that period of time. Mm. Sonic CD, if it had released just onto the Mega Drive, I don't see really how it would have been much different. Well, the the big thing that put this apart from the other Sonic games was the whole time travel aspect, which I put yeah. out right at the start. Now, the time travel was that because they wanted to emphasize the platforming and exploration, so Sonic 2, they realized that during development, was focusing a lot more on the speed of Sonic. So they wanted to focus on the platforming side of Sonic, you know, focus on it being an actual platformer. Now, we found with Sonic 1 that when they tried to do it in Sonic 1, that didn't work because Sonic is a character designed to go fast. When you slow that down and have these precision jumps, we found when we looked back at Sonic 1 a, a few years ago that that didn't quite work. And Sonic 2, when we played it, I think, two years ago, Sonic 2, for me, still held up and still was really good. So in order to accommodate this focus on exploration, which then became a key part of gameplay, they increased the level size. And they, they also wanted it to look visually stunning. So I, I think the visuals do look really good. Would it have been able to have been done on a Mega, on a mega Drive, potentially? We will see. So the big gimmick was the time travel element as well. And I seem to remember something, read something about that this was initially planned for Sonic 1, but I couldn't find anything online to corroborate that, so that might not be true. The time travel element, interestingly, I was going to reference Back to the Future, uh, 
with that and apparently Back to the Future was one of their key reference points during development was they actively wanted to emulate the stories that were told in Back to the Future and how going back to the past how it impacts the future. So the time travel is that you start each level in the present and each level each act has got four variants. So just to explain that a little bit more there are seven zones and the seven zones all alliterate which I like court quadrant uh, metallic madness and so on. Each zone is comprised of three acts. The last act is always a boss, but the, the previous two acts are the generic, the usual, I should say, sonic levels that they've then increased the size of them and put the focus on platforming. So you've got seven zones with two acts that have got the variations in, which I'll talk about in a minute. There are four variations of each zone. So 14 times 4 means there's basically 56 levels that you explore in a roundabout sort of way. You start off in in the present and you can travel to the past or the future. In order to do that, you have to go find a sign that will say past or future and you have to run past it in a manner like the DeLorean and you have to keep sonic speed going, going, going. And as you get as you maintain that speed, these flashes of light will appear behind him. And if you keep maintaining that, you'll get like a warp screen and then Sonic will, if I remember, I think he's like jumping upwards and he's spinning at the same time and the, the light screen's flashing to show that you've you've gone to that time period. The thing that I did find frustrating, and this did happen a few times, was that I'd be trying to go to the past. I'd have found a sign for the past, I'd have run past it, and I'd be maintaining that speed, the white flashes are coming out from behind me, and now I'd run into a wall, or a baddie, or some spikes, and now I'd lose that speed burst. So you've got that classic Sonic Trixie gameplay coming in there, potentially. For no reason as well, like if that's supposed to be a flashy show, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah, I don't. Well, I, I don't remember that. Incidentally, I don't remember uh, being uh, doing that. What I, right. I, I do remember that the what you've described is that like the the past future. The, this is versions of the same stage, isn't it? Yeah, you're in the present, and there are you go to the. If I start to do it in the kind of the, the order you're supposed to do it in, you're supposed to initially go to the past because in the past, Doctor Robotnik has gone back to the past and he's hidden a machine that's spawning badniks and destroying the environment. So your main objective is to go to the past and then explore the area to find this machine that's pumping out robots and destroy it. If you then go back to the, I don't know if you have to go to the present, then to the future, if you can then go straight to the future, you then go to the, what's sort of terms, the good future. The good future is where you've mm. gone to the past and you've destroyed the machine and you've got the, you know, it's all all happy clappy. And in the, the good future, it's quite bright. It's uh, the nature, the wildlife is flourishing. There are some enemies, but not as many as uh, normal. So it, it's that emphasis on nature. If you don't find the machine and you end up going to the bad future, you've then got in a manner kind of similar to the, um, oh, I can't remember what they called it in Back to the Future. It's the, the Biff version where he's got the, the casino yeah. and it's all grimy and grotty. Um, there's a name for it during development of Back to the Future 2. They called it, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Move on. In the bad future, because the machine hasn't been destroyed, you've got this, it's all metallic, it's grimy, it's overgrown, and there's lots more baddies there and they're, they're running amok. So your aim is to not just run through the stages and get to the end. Your aim is to get to the past, stop the machine, go back to the present or the future, and then complete the stage in that way. So that's mm. the exploration, but it's also the time travel element as well. What they did was they then tried to create the visuals with this so that whether you're in a stage, whether it's good future, bad future, or the past, they 
swapped the palette a bit so you've got the same level but with different colors they took the present music and remixed it so the past would be a slightly different version the good future would be different to that the bad future would be different to that the stages themselves would also change it wouldn't just be a simple palette swap there would be things where like platforms might have moved or there might be walls in places in the past that aren't there in the good future or whatever so there's lots of variations within the stage as well which brings me back to the point i was making you've got these 14 levels that have got four variants each which then means 56 different versions of each of those acts mm. so that's the thing that makes it different to sonic 1 sonic 2 et al what there's too much of it mm, possibly I remember it being really fun going and finding the different versions and seeing what they yeah. look like and and enjoying all that. But that's kind I of just, it I was. Uh, yeah, and you, well, not not just that. You you are invested in this, in Sonic. A Sonic head. You you like you like it in a way that I don't. So I acknowledge that I'm not the audience for this game. Mm-hmm. And certainly when I played it, I was also already very weary of of this. So. I wasn't invested in going and looking at what Sonic stages looked at like at different time periods. I I wasn't bothered about that. In other games that I might have been that I was more invested in that sort of mechanic, I would have and actually did enjoy. So like it's a similar thing to Chrono Trigger. You you go and you see the the world and characters or or the ancestors of characters in the future or the past. And uh, you see different versions of that world in both uh, positive, utopian, and dystopian yeah. um, terms. So I, I see where the enjoyment would be for somebody that was invested in that world and the characters in it and so on. And that they then put an extra layer of gameplay in, in as well, so that to get the actual, the true ending, you had to get the good future in all of those those acts as well. And I think if you didn't, you're then seeing about to the start of the game, if you were that bothered, I wasn't invested to quite that level, but there obviously will be some people that would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game itself, as you've said, it is the same as always. It's a Sonic game. The only other remarkable thing about it, remarkable might be stretching it, is that you've got the first use of what's called the super or sorry the first use of the peel out move which is basically so instead of holding down and revving sonic up you could hold up and rev him up and he would be standing still and then his legs would turn to like a, a number eight and then release ah. now that i think what they did there was that the the crouch the spin attack is uh that the peel out is faster so it's a way to get speed from a standing start however mm. be- because you're standing up you're then a bit more susceptible to enemy attack so what i did was i'd hold up rev him up and then let go and then instantly press down so he'd then go back into his crouch attack so i'd be have that that protection there plot are you interested in the plot of the game something something chaos emeralds something something time uh, essentially yeah uh, the little planet is a small planet um surprisingly that appears above mobius the planet that Sonic lives on at least on the last month of every year, Robotnik this year, however, has changed it to the planet and has turned it into a fortress, and he uses Metal Sonic to capture Amy and lure Sonic onto the planet, and thereafter the game unfolds. And something about time stones as well, which is the time travel element, but I'm not really sure what that meant. Um, interesting points about the release day as well. It released in America on November 23rd, 1993, alongside sonic chaos on the game gear and sonic spinball on mega drive so they were releasing sonic across every platform i guess game gear and master system for sonic chaos as well so to clarify you've got sonic spinball on the mega drive sonic chaos on the game gear and master system and say uh, sonic cd on the mega cd and sun well mega cd uh, sega cd because it's america and they refer to this as sonic three in one day 
um, basically just spread themselves across every possible platform. The game has released, uh, sorry, reviewed very well. It's got 80% plus across the board. Yay! Now, for playing today, we're going to be playing, well, I'm going to be playing anyway, on the iPad because I will talk in the second half about this, but a version released in 2011 on the iPad, it is free on iOS and Android. So there is no answer. Why? Why? Well, because you can you can remove adverts by paying a small a small or you can just watch the adverts uh. so that's how i'm going to play it today because as i said uh. i don't have a mega cd i've still got the the pc version somewhere knocking around but um ipad it is i'm mm, i'm i don't know how i'm gonna play it a and therefore options. might see if i can find some else play no that's huh? not uh. in the spirit no come on mm. right Let's go play it. Give it five minutes and then I'll find something else to play. Yeah, good plan. It's a stinker. It's not Again. a stinker. Sonic the stinker. Completely stinking up the joint no. once more. Yes, it is. It's not even, I, I, I'll be honest, not even as good as Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic and Knuckles, you said, came out six months after, did you say? Sonic 3 came out six months Sonic after. Sonic 3 came out six months after. So Sonic and Knuckles came out before this. No, so, so the Mega Drive chronology was Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic & Knuckles. I think Sonic & Knuckles was like 95, and this came out in 1993, late 93. Okay, all right, so Sonic 3, followed by Sonic & Knuckles. Yes, sir. Right. Sonic 3 and or Sonic & Knuckles are better than this. Potentially, yeah. I think they are. Um, I think okay. they've no, they felt more coherent stay uh, in terms of their stage geography. Uh, they were more fun to engage with than this. This game is, I think, bad. The I like it. I think it's a good Sonic game, but we'll part that to one side because the main my main gripe is I talked about this in the first half already and said I remember this happening and it happened multiple times, is that my main gripe is the time travel mechanic, this big thing that's highfalutin, the whole the key concepts of the game, this idea of travelling through time, it's so difficult to actually do. So, Ashley mentioned in the, in the very first act he was in, there were the two signs that said, one said past, one said future. And if they wanted to go for this whole mechanic of that you go through it and you run, you channel the DeLorean, you run through, actually, on that note, on the iPad version playing today, my, the first time I did travel through time successfully, I did get an achievement called 88 miles per hour. So that was a huh, member berry for that. Anyway, when you go through and you go the, if you're, you got the past sign, the future sign, if they wanted you to travel by doing the whole going fast thing, you'd expect them to have like a clear run. Like you'd have the sign and then like a just, runway. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you mentioned in mm. the actual film, that's the future. When they travel for the first time, you said that it's in a car park. It's not in a mountain range. Yeah, exactly. It's that. However, it's in, a flat space to yeah. to get your speed up. Yeah, why don't they give you that in Sonic CD? Because it's a Sonic game, you've always got 
platforms that are hither and thither. You've got baddies around, you've got springs, you've got spikes. So I wasn't able to travel throughout the first act. I wasn't able to travel to the past or future because every time I got enough speed up in order to have the white flashes come out behind him, I then lost it because I hit something and I was getting very, very frustrated. Why is it because it's a Sonic game? Like, I don't understand why why that that those things that doesn't follow like just because it's a sonic game doesn't mean that they can't do something about the obstructions the yeah. obstructiveness of the of the of the stages so what i mean is they've got a classic sonic stage where they've got all these obstructions these platforms these baddies and whatever but then they also seem to want to marry that alongside having this gotta go fast thing where you have to travel fast in order to travel through time and never the twain shall meet that it's the classic stupidity of Sonic that we've we've covered now. However many times you've done Sonic games, bar maybe last last time, last week, um, we've hit these problems. We've hit these same problems. You can't do, you can't sell Sonic on going fast and then have him come constantly impeded. The stages should be conducive to going fast, and yep. that doesn't mean that doesn't mean just bland, empty stretches of nothing. It means designing your stages in such a way that the obstructions are and obstacles are there as a as a challenge, but also not going to slow you down, not going to stop you if you're going if you're getting good at the game. Mm-hmm. And this this game in particular, of all the Sonic games that I think I've played, certainly ones that I can recall, um, this game seems to have so many like little dips and divots and pits and walls in front of you and you know like w- walls that you can get into, but you have to go up them a little bit and slow down and then sort of nudge your way in through a secret hidden gap. Yeah. Um. There's there's uh platforms that have drops at the end that so you, again you're not going to get your speed up that was the perfect example of of well the imperfect example actually of the first future and past signs one of them was on a platform that was too short to get your speed up nonsense whilst the other one was on the lower platform and it had i think directly next to it certainly if it wasn't this one it was another one had directly next to it had like a a little um half pipe sort of uh set up so that you couldn't actually get your speed up very well anyway like it was yeah. it was slowing you down um like then the whole the- of the stages felt like they were designed to slow you down and the, the the how many times we end up saying this about sonic games i don't know my question is because you said i think this is a good sonic game i think we need a, a very brief uh, or as you know as unbrief as you'd all like to make it rundown of what actually makes a good sonic game a little reminder what makes a good sonic game and what is this doing exactly that makes it that so i think if we just can we just part of that i should talk about the time travel a bit just absolutely just bit. yep so the the times i was able to travel through time interestingly were when i found myself in the second zone was collision chaos and there was a bit where you had two springs facing each other which we've had in previous sonic games and it's like a little trap and then you, you ricochet between from one to the other because at that point I was had the past badge in the top corner because I was trying to travel to the past. I get in this trap, bing, 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 bing. Oh, I'm still able to travel three times to the past. So that I'm using what is normally a bit of a an irritation. I'm using it to enable the game's core mechanic. The second time mm. I travelled was when there was a spring at the bottom of one of these half pipe ramps you just talked about. 
and I used my speed up to go into the spring and then was going up the half pipe, falling back down against the spring, back, 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 and then was able to travel through time by doing that. Now, these things... Having to cheese it. Exactly, having to cheese it. It shouldn't be that. So we then had a conversation about this whole time travel mechanic. That So my idea was that if they wanted to implement this, could it have been just something like a, a time machine that you just stood in and then you then it just warps you rather than having to try and shove this in a square peg round hole trying to get this mechanic into a Sonic game. It just doesn't work. And then furthermore, further compounding the things I was finding difficult or tricky or irritating about this game was that when I actually did go to the past, I'm then having to then explore through these acts to try and find this, this machine. And Sonic games have traditionally got your lower, middle, and high paths. Lower paths are usually a bit trickier, a few more spikes, a few more enemies. High paths are for those people that want to speed through, and middle is a between the two. But what I'm having to do is I'm having to kind of go up, up, okay, now I'm going to go back down again, kind of just comb my way gradually through the level to try and find where this machine is. I said about maybe in, like, Tears of the Kingdom, for example, you've got the shrine sensor. Could there have been some sort of sensor implemented just to, so at least I know I'm getting close or getting warm to it because what I was worried might have happened was I missed it and then having to backtrack through the level, and that's not particularly fun. So None of it, none of it was fun for so, me. Like, I found none of it fun. That's my main gripe, is that whole the whole thing that makes it Sonic CD is just doesn't sit right for me. However, strip that away, I think the game itself is a good Sonic game. I can really see the fact they've used the Sonic 1 sprite. You can, I can see it feels like Sonic 1, but a good version of Sonic 1, aside from the time travel element. For me, to answer your question, what makes a good Sonic game, a Sonic game is all about speed, but then there's a bit of platform traversal as well. It's not the precision platforming or having to jump across things. I do find that frustrating because it doesn't quite match up. I think you're right at Sonic 3. Obviously, we haven't played that for this podcast yet, but from my memories of Sonic 3, that is a good Sonic game. Sonic 2, when we did play it, I really enjoyed Sonic 2 because that put the speed front and centre for the majority of the game, Mm. not, not all the game. Sonic 1 as I said in the first half, had a bit of precision platforming elements in and that didn't quite work. So your question on this good Sonic game, it's that speed, speed, speed. However, I will caveat that as well with the Sonic games where they do just have you doing that. It's mostly the 3D games where they've tried to do this. You then just end up with this almost like on-rails experience where you just press yep. jump, left, right, jump. And I don't enjoy that either. There's got to be a good version of Sonic, Sonic Mania we, we did play last year, and that was a good version of Sonic, but there's got to be, there's got to be something. It's a version of Sonic that's not bad, which isn't necessarily, I don't know, I don't think it's the same as a version of Sonic that's good. Um, it's passable, it's it's palatable, maybe, if I'm going to be charitable. Sonic Mania is certainly the best that Sonic's been. Um in terms of, uh, I just don't see how this this game fits into what you've just outlined as a good Sonic game. I, I, I really don't. I think that the the stages, you talked about the traditional uh, top, mid, and lower paths. The they don't. There's no path here. There's just disparate platforms mm. that that somehow don't well i i that somehow you can make your way from one to the next there there doesn't feel like there is any kind of path and as a result the notion that you might be able to race through these stages and do so with a degree of of skill is non-existent as far as i can 
sort of as far as I I felt um, playing it, like it feels every stage that I played felt like a mess. It felt like it was it was just chunks rammed I, together, jammed together. I do agree. The geography of these did feel a bit when I was trying to track down these those machines in the past. It did feel like difficult to understand which area the level i've been because it is just these floating platforms think about sonic 3 or sonic knuckles uh, mushroom hill zone i can picture a mushroom hill zone from like the the areas i'm in i can kind of there's there's a sense of geography of mushroom hill the mushroom hill in sonic and knuckles you have got those bits where you go through seasons which is quite nice it gives you a bit of progression through the level as well mm. it goes from spring to autumn or probably somewhere in between i'd imagine this is a bit of a mishmash of of platforms and babbies and springs yeah. and everything sonic one sonic two and i i know sonic and knuckles and sonic three less well but sonic one and sonic two i think a lot of the this the stages i could have a passable attempt at actually walking through them like in my mind because there are pathways through them and as much as i might gripe about sonic they at least had this they at least had that they they you know that like at marble hill zone you you at some point you're going to go underground and do the larvary bits or whatever marble zone. is that marble hill zone mm, marble marble zone marble hill zone same thing annoyingly yeah you, you know that there's there's the overground bit and then the underground bit mm-hmm. and green hill zone the classic uh sonic zone you know where you are in the stage because again there's like that wateriness that yeah as you get lower down the cave and then system. as you get hot yeah the cave the cave system i hadn't actually thought about it that way but it makes sense and then you've got like the waterfalls which in itself is a pretty cool thing to go and and find and then when you get higher up you've got the horizon in the background and the the water stretching out in in into the back in, into the to, towards the horizon um and and the sky behind you as well uh like it, you can feel where you are in the stages, even if even if I don't enjoy these games, even if I don't enjoy the you know like that pathway system, top, bottom, middle thing. Um, I can still see how it was implemented. I can mm-hmm. still see that it was existent. Here, I cannot feel that. <laughs> it doesn't seem to exist. It just feels. It almost feels like you know when uh, you see um a, a an iteration a representation of a game that's glitched out and it's got like <laughs> okay. half a stage that's superimposed or transposed into a stage that it's not even supposed to be in and they don't they don't mash, match up and the platforms are all out of whack and uh, totally yeah incoherent this feels like that this feels like incoherent stage design so just to beat that drum again, you've just said about this incoherent stage design, and then to then put this gotta go fast, you've got to maintain yes. speed on top of that, is batty. Yes, it is. And and that's why I'm questioning this idea that it's a good Sonic game. Because again, we're, if, we, if we do accept the notion that a good Sonic game allows for that sense of speed, um, this doesn't. It's stopping you at every every moment there are so many points at which like it's obstacle jump over the obstacle start moving don't even get up to full speed and i've hit another obstacle again and it's not because it's not because um that's not because i'm playing badly it's because the obstacles are just 
so close together that they don't allow me to get that speed up yeah. and also this incoherence so of uh, of pathways not existing that i just never get the chance to get my speed going so it's it's ridiculous i i i refute the notion that this is a good sonic game on that basis i think the time travel idea is a good concept i just think the execution mm-hmm. is is poor i think i think i agree with that too i think that the the idea for somebody that likes Sonic games of of going into and so there's another there's a there's a caveat to this. I think the concept of for for people that like Sonic games of going back and forth from present, past, and future yep. in the same space. I'm here for that. Like I even as a non Sonic fan, I'd be interested in that. However, I think one of the real missed tricks is that they weren't doing this with the classic zones. Maybe because at this point they weren't classics, but all of these zones feel forgotten, and they they don't they don't stand out. They don't have their own characters in the same way that Sonic One, Sonic Two, and even Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles have these characterful zones. Well, None you... of these stand out, and therefore, what interest do I have in going into the past and seeing them in the past, or going into the future and seeing them in the future? You commented about the second zone being called Collision Chaos, and the fact that that zone is then named after it, its shtick is lots of bumpers and and springs and yeah. pinball flippers like it, it's not like an area it's just it's hey this is where the universe around a lot that's his identity yeah. i realize that i uh i may be being very specific in or selective in the ones that i'm talking about with that so marble zone is the area of the world that is marble zone and Green Hill Zone is the area of the world that's called Green Hill Z- Zone or whatever. But there is obviously, there's Casino Nights and Casino Nights is named in a thematic way. Yes. Um, and I suppose Collision Chaos, if you're going to be, um, I thought it was called Coliseum Chaos, like the Chaos Coliseum or something like that. That's what uh, I'd read, hopefully, I think maybe <laughs> um, when it when it flashed up on the screen. But yeah, maybe maybe I'm being a bit harsh on it, and maybe I'm looking for things too too much to to punish it for. But yeah, the the name Collision Chaos, possibly because I'd named it myself Col- Coliseum Chaos. Um, it was a lofty perch it, for it. it. It felt a bit jarring. Yeah. So things I liked, as I said, I did like the game. Things I liked about it was the, the intro at the start. I really like it. I think it's great. Um, there's a really nice. The very first things you do in the game. The first thing was was I was playing through and I thought, oh, this is Sonic 1 because you've got Sonic in the same style as Sonic 1. The palette is very similar to Sonic 1. The style of the levels very similar to Sonic 1. And then you come to a loop the loop and you go into it and suddenly the camera shifts and it becomes this kind of 3... Well, it's not 3D, but it, it's it's trying to give you the sense of the camera going behind yeah, Sonic 3D. as it's going through. Yeah, and, and that was pretty cool. There's a nice when you go on a spring. Yeah, I like that. When you're on a spring, you jump up. Sonic does a, a spin in the air, so his nose is pointing upwards, and he's like twirling like a ballerina pirouetting. That was quite cool. Um, mm. It's and then all the aspects that come together. Like I, I enjoyed exploring, exploring. I enjoyed playing through the levels. I enjoyed zipping through them as Sonic. I didn't enjoy the time travel bit. And then you then, so boiling down to that point, you then said, "What is this proving?" on a Mega CD, what is it that sets this as being Sega's totemic title on the Sega CD, Mega CD? What is it that makes it a, 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 a unit shifter? And the answer is, I'm not really sure. 
No, there isn't anything, especially when you per, uh, place it uh, alongside, I'd argue, maybe even Sonic 2, but certainly Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. It looks, you said like Sonic 1 and a half, and yeah. I, I think you're on the money there. And I don't mean, well, I've said it, it looks, but actually I think it plays like Sonic 1 and a half to some extent as well. And it's not got the polish and self-knowingness of Sonic 2, even. Uh, so Sonic, Sonic 2 seems like it just hit its stride. Yeah. Sonic CD still feels like it's searching for what its stride even is. So I think this notion, th- this pr- proposal that it's Sonic 1.5 absolutely makes sense. It doesn't, it doesn't sell itself. Sonic 3 is the pinnacle, I think, for or Sonic and Knuckles, or both of them together, if it, it depends on how you want to look at that. Um, that's the pinnacle of Sonic. If you're gonna, if you're gonna look at that era, that's the pinnacle of Sonic. Sonic yep. CD should have been, um, but it's not. It's not. It's not good. It's bad. That's your takeaway. Is it? It's bad. <sighs> yeah. It's. Um, it's. It's just. It doesn't compare very favorably to the games around it. Sonic Two's better. Uh, it's more. No. It, it knows itself more. It, it's more self-assured. Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles are the are, are the perfection of perfection in in Sonic terms. Because I don't think any of these are, are anything close to perfection. I think they're a bit naff myself. Yeah. But in terms of Sonic, Sonic CD doesn't rate. No, the the focus on exploration was definitely its downfall. But uh, yeah, as I said, somewhere in everything there, was there its downfall. It. Audio. Hey, come listen to our amazing audio on Sonic CD. And then the jump, the first noise that I heard in the game, the jump, sounds awful. I don't even know. Why have they even changed that? Is it? It sounds awful. Copyright Everything issues? sounds... The, the music's shit. The music was, was all right. It was... It was rubbish. Nothing's... nothing's Hum me one. I, I, I can't. I can't remember anything. Thank of them. you. Although I did just shout out to uh, Robotnik or Eggman, his uh, evil laugh that sounds like a sinister Santa at the start of the boss battles. I thought that was pretty cool. So, wrapping up there then, as the once the game released, uh, Metal Sonic and Amy obviously became regulars in the game. Stardust Speedway became uh, symbolic of Sonic CD and became the thing that kind of the, the whole game was renowned for this 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 battle this race against against um, metal sonic metallics interestingly the the point we're talking about that was a level where you're just on two platforms that kind of there's a higher level and a lower level and they'll sort of loop and cross over and go back up again so that is a, a whole level where you're just running which is what the game you know was was we said with it's something the game should have had a lot more of. So it's yeah. interesting that became the, the famous stage. Star Speedway, the one we were racing against, Metal Science Go to the End, that then popped up against Sonic Mania. Um, there is a similar level where you're racing against Metal Sonic in Sonic 4 Episode 2. A race against Metal Sonic in Stardust Speedway also appears in Sonic Generations. So it's it's clearly the thing that stuck and resonated with people and therefore became linked to Sonic CD. Metallic Madness, one of the later levels, I think, also popped up in Sonic Mania as a representation of Sonic CD in that game as well. All right, cool. Um, I I was gonna I was gonna bring up something else that I forgot to bring up. It was I did a bonus stage with UFOs. What I realised 
in doing that was that the so this is the mega cd and again we're talking about i don't i don't know what it should have enabled in in <laughs> terms of technology but it certainly wasn't delivering anything more than the snes could have uh, delivered and i don't and i mean that in terms of these bonus stages that were the pseudo 3d race around tracking and smash these ufos it was staggering actually how similar that the output of that was to uh super effects games like um particularly mario kart or f-zero uh the the things that those games were doing is what is was going on here and i was anticipating those being like oh this is a little bit of a step up but actually it wasn't really it was it was as i say something that the snes was able to do and did regularly. Yeah, well, when I started playing it, it, it really made me uh, remember Mario Kart on the SNES as well. So if you picture that, that's what the bonus stage was. Um, mm. I'm should... flabbergasted. I, I, I still don't understand why anyone holds this game up well, in the way it, that they do. It popped up in the Sonic Gems collection, so it's considered a gem, which was on the GameCube and PlayStation 2 in 2006. <laughs> and... As I said, the version I played was on the iPad. The story with that is that this is the first game that Christian Whitehead decided to work on. So when he um, was finding his his feet as a, a developer, it was Sonic CD that he really wanted to to look at. So he made a proof of concept video showing Sonic CD running on his iPhone that eventually convinced Sega to let him make a, a redux of Sonic CD. So the version that I played and is available on iOS and Android and other consoles as well, I'll talk about in a minute, was the version that he did. So he did a few tweaks to the gameplay. He um, he sharpened some of the visuals. Uh, he made time tra- travel a bit more precise. So the version I'm playing had better, it was easier to apparently get travel through time so i'm not sure how difficult it was the original mega cd version included tales as well um that the success of that version of sonic cd then led to him porting sonic 1 and sonic 2 and then working on sonic mania he's currently working on a game called penny's big breakaway for the switch which is a 3d platform which does look very very good that 2011 ios version then um was starts again that 2011 iOS version was then ported to the Xbox, PlayStation Network, Android, and Steam. Uh, he did plan some new levels for the game, and there are some screenshots of those new levels he planned online, but Sega said to not include them because they wanted fidelity to the original product. One of them was a desert-based level, which he then repurposed to become Mirage Saloon, which is what pops up in Sonic Mania. So that's the genesis of, uh, uh, pun not intended, the genesis of that level in Sonic Mania, which is perhaps interesting. We've talked about, or I mentioned the idea of this being like Sonic 1.5. In Sonic Origins, which came out in 2022, there's this, this story mode, which is where they put... So Sonic Origins was where they did the original Mega Drive games and this game, and put them all in mm. one big package available. You could play individually, or the story mode was where they put them all as one big epic story. And interestingly in that, Sonic CD is positioned between Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. So it goes Sonic 1, Sonic CD, 2, 3, Sonic and Knuckles. So in terms of story that's where Sonic CD fits, as well as development and also in terms of gameplay itself. So a nice bit of, of syn- synergy or synchronicity there. Yep. And that's it. That's Sonic CD done. Sonic Wee Wee. Oh, come on. What could CD stand for? Crap Doody. Okay. Yeah, Crap Doody. That seems like a lovely place to finish there. 
on those those two words. I think we could come up with some more. Okay, well, maybe that could be your homework between uh, this episode and next episode. How about that? Not doing homework. No, doing I have my... enough homework. How about you do some homework? Mm, all right. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to instantly forget. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening to this. Uh, next week, we'll be finishing off Sonic and Mario Month. It'll be Ash's episode. Will it be a Sonic game? Who knows? It won't. No, it won't. Tell from his face. No, it won't. won't. It's a Mario game. Obviously, Because you told game. me to do a Sonic and a Mario game, so I'm doing a Sonic and a Mario game. Good boy. Um, That's it, what you told me to do. So hopefully come and join us for that. In the meantime, if you join us on all the socials and do all the things on the socials, that would be lovely. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking to the end of a stupid Sonic come episode. On. Sorry I've been so moany. More than normal even, I think. Uh, but yeah, thanks. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.